Welcome to a very special What Makes a Maverick in a Crisis podcast. The podcast with attitude for those who want to succeed at life, work and leadership by being authentic, different and unconventional. Today, we have a takeover by two of my favourite people who are both great mavericks, international coach and community champion Marion Morrison and Sharon Groves' Peter Glover. And they're going to be sharing how we, what the role we can all play by using our best skill sets and our strengths to co-create our future now via what we're calling the Weevolution. Enjoy. Welcome, Peter and Marion, and thank you for coming to Shed Talks on a Friday on Quing TV. Uh, and as usual, I'm just going to hand over to Peter uh, and let you guys crack on. I've been really looking forward to this since I found out about it last week. Fantastic. Okay, well, this is a great honour for me, having been married to Carol for a very long time, to actually have Carol's spot. Marion will appreciate that. Well, I think I'll call myself the Maverick Maverick Maker. That's who I am tonight. Um, yeah, it's a fantastic going. Great to... Uh, so I think people tend to know me on this side as Carol's husband. I think it gets mentioned in passing what I do. Um, the main sort of heading I go under these days, is I'm a coach, um, an energy coach, a life energy coach in, in broad terms. But essentially, the, the brand I operate under is Share and Grow. And what we're going to do in the next hour or so with Marion is very much part of that. And it's, um, it's this subject is absolutely core to what I do. It's love uh, and energy we live through. So Marion, we, myself and Carol, first met up with a year ago, just over a year ago. And we actually spent three months in Marion's community at the end of last year in Gura, another beautiful part of the world on the west coast of Scotland. And yeah. Uh, we hope one day we will meet again <laughs> when this mad world moves on. So, um, so Marion, perhaps you just spend a couple of minutes just chatting about you know your background and where you come from into all of this. No, that's great. I'm so excited to be here. First of all, Peter, and see your beautiful face, of course. Um, so I'm Marion Morrison, and I run a business called Invincible Grit. Um, everything I do is around heart-based centered coaching. Um, I love to help people kind of really understand who they are authentically and let that shine whatever way it's going to shine. Um, so my background is really, um, my background is teaching. So I worked in education for a long time and then I actually went into the field of community work. So, uh, I did a lot of work with the Scottish government and we, we did work around empowering communities to start small social enterprises to, not only generate income, but also work with, you know, well-being, mental health, Mm -hmm. and kind of like really look at that whole power of the collective and how, um, you know, communities can all rise and lift together um, and fight so many different things that are coming up for for each individual on an individual basis. So I did that community work for um, a good three and a half, four years. And I was teaching all these women how to be entrepreneurs And I was like looking for that bravery, that courage to kind of like explore what it would look like for me to be an entrepreneur myself. So I I took that leap of faith. And now for two years, I have been coaching. Um, And when I say coaching, it's like it's a range of things. So coaching one on one, but also 
still doing a lot of work in the community, working with um, mm. people from all different areas, which is so important for my heart. Um, but I also go into schools. I work with children. I work with teenagers. Um, and I would say my expertise is around parenting and self-leadership. So in the schools as well, I do a lot of parent empowerment. And that's pretty much me in a nutshell. I do a, I'm an extrovert, yeah. so I do loads of things, uh, as you know, Peter. Well, they might guess by the end of this, Marin. Yeah, yeah. Well, just um, as a footnote there, Marin hasn't mentioned she has got three children. So she doesn't just teach education and go into school. She actually knows firsthand what it's like. So exactly. that's a story we can come back to in a second, education and home education. So yeah. anyway, you mentioned obviously that you're working in a community. That's obviously that's kind of the obvious place to begin tonight is we're all of us 10 weeks, nearly 10 weeks into a lockdown or some kind of lockdown. Um, so what's your really general, your general take on how that's been for your life and then your, maybe your community? What, what's your sense of what's been happening? Yeah, even when I hear you say 10 weeks, I kind of go, <gasps> 10 weeks you know um and I kind of if I had one word to kind of even describe what's been happening is a roller coaster Mm. you know a roller coaster of ups and downs and when when I get like this you know because we all have our individual stories about what's Mm. happening during COVID-19 but then there's also this bigger picture you know that we get to look and we get to see Mm. what's going on around us um so I'll kind of like give you that perspective of like what I've seen especially in my community. So I live in Gurukh in Scotland mm-hmm. and, um, you know, it's just the most beautiful, magical place on earth really in my is. opinion. Yeah. It yeah. Um, and, you know, I have seen, so like, you know, for years and years, I pumped community, like community empowerment, yeah. pump, pump, pump. Yeah, yeah. And there were like all these barriers to like, you know, if people wanted to start groups or they wanted to do something, they had to go through the council. They had to get all these applications. They had to have a constituted group and all this stuff. And magically what I have seen in the past 10 weeks is like the, the power of the community coming together as a collective and leading with love and heart. And I think this is where me and you like totally spark and hit it off is because we like see it and we go, this is so beautiful and it feels so right. Did you feel it's been spontaneous? Yeah. And that's, and that's, that's been preempted the big difference. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's not all this freaking planning for five, 10 it's, weeks. It's not top down getting oh. your permission kind of thing. Oh, a million percent. This is a grassroots movement to the max. I mean, I love the whole share and grow concept as well because I'm like, man, this is so beautiful because this is what yeah. is organically happening yeah. right before our eyes you know you see all a, a lot of people and i've seen i've used a lot of social media platforms especially facebook for example mm. and they're like you know little things from like you know i'm leaving a tupperware box in front of my garden and i'm gonna write donations on it and i'm gonna put it on facebook and the next hour this box yeah. is filled yeah and i'm thinking this this is beauty this is magic um you know, and then we can go, so that's like a really minute thing that we see, but there's so many things that we don't see that is happening as well that I know, for example, just, you know, people leaving little bundles on, on maybe people that are isolated or people that are, you know, shielding or something like that. They leave little packages, care packages, right? Now here's the thing. And I know you'll love this, Peter, is that yes, there is practical fundamental things in that gift package, right? Yeah. But there are words that are written on the front of that package that make that package all the difference. Like 
I hope you're having a good day with a heart or, yeah, yeah. you know, keep smiling or, hey, whatever that is. But you know what I mean? There's that heart focus that mm-hmm. I think has been the magical ingredient of not just service, but like service with kindness and caring and nurturing and that empathy feel. So, yeah. Now, you know, isn't it interesting that sort of taps into my world? Isn't it interesting that it's hard to imagine 10 weeks ago being thrown into a more fearful, threatening environment that none of us have lived through? No one alive today has lived through this. And yet, isn't it curious that when we've been in this phase of completely abnormal way of living, we've instinctively gone to the heart? Yeah. yeah. I mean, that, if nothing else comes out of this, that is, that is such a huge, it's a game changer. Yeah, it's, it's know, a it's huge, to, yeah. To put me and you in, in some kind of, you know, global perspective, it makes us think, wow, we are so relevant. Oh my gosh. You know, it's, it's not a personal thing, but it's like, yeah, things we've been talking about for a while and trying to, you know, trying to get going and, you know, it's like, wow. You know, it, everything has its time, doesn't it? Everything, remember that phrase, everything changes. Yeah, and I, I love that. And I, Yeah, I remember the conversations that we used to have, you know, like, because, you know, whoever's watching this, like me and Peter would go and we'd have these like deep conversations for like <laughs> 500 hours. And we always thought, man, does like other, do other people think like this? Yeah. And it's like, you know, and I don't, I don't want to say it's like a validation because I always knew that that was there. But it is so nice to see people that were so focused driven on strategy or so focused on, you know, kind of like, this is, this is a plan, man. And we are not going off the plan. I don't care. I'm not, I don't care whose feelings I'm going to hurt. We're not diverting to being able to actually like lead from the heart, you know, be courageous, be spontaneous. And I think like learning how to pivot on demand, learning how to kind of go, okay, this isn't working. So what are we going to do now? You know, mm-hmm. and, and it's, it's just been tremendously like, you know, I, I, I kind of think, man, what's it going to be like when we go back to, or are we going to go back or what's the new normal or whatever? Yeah, but, we're actually going to go forward. Yeah, I love that. I love that. And I, I think when you reflect on this, it's not often we as mankind go forward together. Mm. And that, that, that's something which, you know, we'll have to live through and experience it. But I find it interesting what you were just saying there about a couple of your brands, really. I think the Invincible Grit came into my head. We'll come on to them, yeah, that whole why you've chosen, but like me, Sharon Grown, you've chosen Invincible Grit. Yeah. I think that's been tapped into. But I think also another, another word, I think what I'm trying to get to is a lot of the words we talk about in our community, we're seeing it in real time now. We're seeing people who have no idea what the language of this world is that we operate in but they're doing it anyway. And I think a word that's very core to both me and you is vulnerability. Oh, hey, that's my favorite, that's my favorite word, man. Because as we both know, it is the antidote to fear or one of the antidotes to fear. People generally never go there. Mm. You know, when something is happening in the world or their life, that is never normally somebody's instinctive first place to go. Yeah. But maybe it's because it's been a process of time. It's been a day by day. I'm adding up the number of days. It's nearly 70 days. Yeah. But it just felt like initially every day took a week. Yeah. Every hour seemed like a day because everything just seemed to, to last forever, didn't it? 
because you couldn't go anywhere you couldn't do anything it's like what are we meant to do with ourselves now i'm sure it's like okay it all seems very different now so what's your take on that yeah vulnerability um you know in my opinion has been it's as if someone's just like put this microscope on vulnerability right now and we're being able to see the realness yeah. of what's really going on for people. It's like not yeah. surface base at all. It's so deep, you know? Yeah. Um, and I really, I don't say that lightly. Like I really see the shift in people being able to express what is, what's important in their lives as well. So like, um, you know, self-recognition for vulnerability is such a key thing that like a lot yeah. of us don't even give our time we don't even give ourselves time to even reflect and think. I think some people are a bit scared of it, to be honest. Oh, yeah. Some oh, my gosh. Some don't want to go, so I'm not, <laughs> no, no, Oh, no. yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah, it's a million percent. And, and, you know, I can remember, like, times in my life where I was so afraid to even face up to vulnerability. Like, you know, mm -hmm. I, like, I saw opportunity and I was like, uh, 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 let me go backwards here. But in the community, for example, the amount of people that, you know, that I know personally that, for example, startup entrepreneurs that, you know, they're not generating any money either. They haven't made enough money mm. to qualify for the government funding. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, their ego was, is like, it's like fighting. Their ego is fighting um, to bring that vulnerability out and be like, hey, like, I need a little bit of support here. I need a little bit of help. But what I'm seeing is the vulnerability of other people sharing their experiences about, hey, when I experience like, you know, something like that, this is what I did. So they're like reaching out, giving help and stuff like that. Um, also with vulnerability, there, I see it in a couple of different fields. So like, I see it with like children. Yeah. I see it with like, you know, I, I work with a lot of teenagers. So like, mm. I've been a lot of teenagers are really struggling right now with like admitting that they're struggling. Okay. Okay. So, you know, yeah, for it's a example, it's time teenagers, isn't it? It's a big ego development. Yeah. That makes sense. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. But also, you know, people working from home that have other things going on and they're so afraid to even tell their companies that, Hey, I'm doing my best here. Like, but you know, I got three kids running around the back. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. So like I've seen on these, all these different levels and what I saw from like vulnerability showing up is the power of communication and transparency. And then with all this heart-based approach to lift each other up and find a way forward through like the bravery and the courage, which equals yeah. the vulnerability. I just see communication like strengthening inch by inch by inch. Do you feel, like, Mary? I think well, I think maybe one of the things people are missing, and one of Jed's commentators are missing, is that the people you've been locked down with are the people closest to you in your life. Oh, man. You know, it's the family unit. I know they vary in size and whatever, but it's interesting how isn't that in many ways the ideal space when you're going through a common situation to show your vulnerability. Oh, yeah. Not in a conscious way, but just over as the days become weeks, you oh, just yeah. open up. And that's, that's how it kind of works. It's a natural process, isn't it? It's a beautiful process. Yeah. It's and a scary... know, again, you, you'll have tons more experience with three children, a husband working at home, oh, as I know yeah. in your life. And you oh, as well, yeah. of course. You, you've got to fit you in somewhere. <laughs> oh, my gosh. No. And, and I love that because, you know, I've actually put myself to the front of the line. Yeah. Because I know that as, you know, as a mama bear and as a wife, like, 
like literally if I'm not good, the family's not good. Sure. Yeah. And this is like, you know, um, whoever's watching now, like it's just 10 weeks in, like my dad died of COVID-19 on, I think it was, was it week two, Peter? Yeah, maybe? so towards the end of March, wasn't it? Right at the end of March, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so my dad died and I hit this like, I hit this like, I don't even know what you call it, a crisis of like, who the hell am I? Like, yeah. you know. And this extroverted girl became super like introverted and in mm -hmm. my thinking, right? Mm -hmm. And my family was just like, they're so supportive, my gosh. Mm -hmm. They also were like, who is this mom? Who is this wife? Yeah. Who's sitting in her room reading a book and not connecting on Facebook, not connecting with everybody else. Like, so. Did you think that? Were yeah, you thinking, I, who is this person? Were you? I'm just yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I, I had no idea who I was, <laughs> yeah. but there was something super soft and gentle, Peter, with like, yeah. like knowing my strength, you know, and, and I know we'll get into that more, but like just being able to say right now, this emotion is coming up for me. I've never felt it before and crying, but being happy that I'm crying because yeah. I'm experiencing something new and like sitting with it and working through it, you know, and telling my kids so clearly that something's going on here and I feel it like, but also mm. I know I'm not the only one, like, what are you feeling? Yeah. Giving them that space and that time to be like exploring their vulnerability and, you know, not only for losing Granda, but like, how are you doing not seeing your friends? So interestingly enough, from what you're saying, you may have shut down in one way, but you didn't shut down love. Mic drop right there, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh well, my I mean, God, again, I, 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 I love again, that. Yeah, the thing about that is, Marion, none of us know till we go through it how we're gonna be. Yeah. We don't. You know, we all, you've, you've read the books, I've read the books. But until it's your life and someone in your life, the books don't count for anything. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And anyway, I think for me, as a bigger picture, what's interesting about that and thinking of the whole 10-week phase we're in, it's almost giving yourself permission to just feel what you're feeling. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But isn't that a lesson for life? Well, we know it. I'm sorry, I'm not asking a question. We know the answer to it, isn't it? But that's interesting for us to take forward, isn't it, as coaches? It's like, yeah. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah. so stepping forward a few weeks, Matt, what, what do you think your family now make of it? Obviously now you've, you've, the weeks have gone by and obviously, you know, you yeah. shift and move forward a bit and everything else happens. Yeah, so our family, we're an extremely active family. Like the kids are involved in tons of sports and, you know, like I work 100 hours, Grant works 100 hours, we're mm. so busy. We don't want this to end, ironically. You mm. know, we we have found a joy like we we've just i feel very peaceful at the minute um i know that my 10 year old or sorry he's 11 now i know he said this morning for example he said mom i don't want to go back to school you know i'm afraid until yeah. they find a vaccine and i just said okay like i hear you mm. you know and i think like you know, anyone that has kids or like, or, or any partner or anything that, and has fears of going back into the world after COVID-19, like, I think it's just about saying, hey, I hear you. We're going to work through, through this together. 
Yeah, I was going to mention that, Max. An interesting one I find at the moment. I think what we're all saying is there's kind of a phrase, isn't there? That it, people here, I know you, I'm using this, I know you said just said here, I know you mean the word listen. I think a lot of, a lot of us hear in life, but we rarely listen. Okay. And the reason I mention that is because, as we both know, listening, in this bit like now, it involves your whole body listening. It isn't just the bit that hears, you know, you're, mm. you can hear through the headphones now. It's that if you, when you're with somebody, your whole body is listening. Yeah. And I would, I would just throwing it out there. Now, I think when you're physically around the same people all the time, all the time, all the time, and you're all going through it, you, it's going back to that share and growing. You, you begin to self-nurture yourselves. Mm. And even you have the double whammy, you know, of, of, of what this whole thing is about, the COVID. Yeah. It struck your family. And so more than your family, it struck you through the heart. Yeah. And so I was just going to ask as a supplementary question, looking back on it now, do you think, do you, what do you feel actually moved you out of that process? Do you feel being in the family environment as you were kind of really helped you move forward from where you were? Definitely being in the family environment, yeah. But also being, being able to, you know, not be everywhere, but as you said, like even giving my, myself that opportunity to listen to myself, yeah, you know, yeah. and I, I love that you highlighted that because, you know, we're so, and you're so spot on about hearing and listening being very different things, mm. but bringing that whole self to the table to feel somebody and like, I think even when you were saying that, I, like what I was imagining in my own space, my own head was that like, yes, I heard Calvin, you know, my 11 year olds, but I actually felt like that, that feeling that he was kind of trying to explain, like I was trying to put myself into his little heart and think. I mean, that's what I call the listening. Yeah. A hundred percent. You got the emotion. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So and I must say something else you mentioned, Marion was about you put yourself to the front. We were talking mm. there about, I, was gonna, I wanted to get on to on this session about self-care and self-love. Yeah. Because yeah. I think yeah. that, that's another, as we both know, self-love. Ooh, that's another huge, huge yeah. area, isn't it? How much time we have. <laughs> I'm, I'm ready to go on that topic. That is my jam. Yeah. But, it, but I think the reason I bring it up now is I think, if you, if you take all of us out of this, you know, very unusual set of circumstances we're in, I think that there are some really huge lessons here on the reminders. Oh my gosh. Of what everybody can take forward. I oh, think one, wow. of the, one of them for me is that when you're in an environment, you're in a, certainly say a team environment, a family environment, you've all got your roles. And it's almost, this is kind of showtime. I know it's the time you love anyway in life, but it's kind of, when you need to try and be your best self. Now, you're all being challenged, don't get me wrong, physically, emotionally, psychologically, sleep patterns, everything is going out the window a bit, your whole routine. So, I would sense with you, and I think, I think maybe as a figurehead of your family, do you, do you feel that has helped everyone else in your family? That you recognize that your own self-care was so important? A hundred million percent. Like there's no, even when you're saying that, I'm like, Oh my gosh. Yes. The answer is yes, man. I, I like, um, so, you know, dad passed away 
I kind of like, I, I reflected on the important people in my life, you know, and you and Carol are just so important to me. And I, I remember like sitting and I was just like, you know, doing the whole, like, you know, thinking about people so important and really wanting to help protect them. So they're with me and, you know, and I was just thinking about like, um, the best selfie, you know, yeah. the, I had a t-shirt you guys gave me. I had this little canvas bag yeah. and some magical reason, this little bag just popped up everywhere I went. And it was such a reminder to me about, you know, what is my life? What would my life look like if I did not have the best self-care right now? What would my life feel like if I did, right? So because I've done so much work around self-leadership as well, I kind of, this really like helped me kind of shift from like, you know, not feeling depressed, but honoring that I felt super sad yeah, yeah. Um, and like being okay with that and, and not like knowing that I had to stay there for a long time. So about giving myself permission to feel that, but also move forward. Yeah. And um, the knowledge I, is natural. Yeah. It's a natural process. Yeah. And again, it's about going through that and experiencing that and mm. going like, okay, this, you know, plus if you don't have it happen all the time, you're just like, it hits you and you're like, what do I do? You know? Mm. So, you know, little things like thinking about, and this is anyone even listening to this can think about this right now. Like what does an amazing day look like for you? Mm. You know, like literally like when you first open your eyes in the morning until you go to bed at nighttime, what if you were to draw that out, what does that perfect day look like for you? And then you throw in, in COVID-19, what does that look like for you in COVID-19 with the circumstances that we're facing yeah. right now? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I pretty much like, you know, I'm so proud of myself because, uh, I have been on this weight loss journey for gosh, a long time. And I knew for my brain, I knew this was not a physical thing for me. This was a mental thing. And I knew, for example, first thing in the morning, I'm getting up, my feet are hitting that ground. I'm, I'm coming for you today, you know, mm -hmm. in a, a really, not an overly positive, like cheesy way, but mm -hmm. a, hey man, I'm going to rock today. I'm going to show up as my best self because this is what I choose to do. Right. And that took time to gradually like get my energy up to do that. However, I thought about all the little micro things, all the small, small, small things that I could do that would actually increase my energy and my yeah. vibes for the day, right? Yeah. Make my bed first thing in the morning. Yeah. Completely hydrate. Like water, water was probably my best friend. Yeah. Um, you know, and I remember even speaking to you and you're like, get like yeah. the alk, whatever special yeah, yeah. water that was, I had it written down. Um, but, you know, eating spinach, like green foods and really focusing on, I'm not a big health guru. Like I'm a mom of three kids and I do my best, but I intentionally, when I went shopping, thought about what food, is going to help me grow stronger yeah. mentally, yeah. right? Yeah. I'm going for mental fitness here. This is what I'm going for. So little things from all those things, like, you know, as I said, making your bed, getting up water, food, communication, talking, mm -hmm. but also quiet time, you know, like how am I fitting this quiet time into my day mm -hmm. so that my energy mm -hmm. remains balanced? I'm not trying to be up here and down here and up. I'm just trying to like, hey, let's yeah. get through our day. So, you know, and that ripple effect onto the family, um, my husband were kind of like really tag teaming at the minute, like strongly as in, you know, if I have a call, he'll be outside with the kids for a while or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. So there, there's definitely this ripple effect that has been beautiful in 
you know, leading with um, intentions throughout the day. Yeah. yeah. So I think I was just, I was just finishing off on that point. I think mean, the reason I brought that up partly is I think for a man in particular, that can be a difficult one to to to, to own that kind of putting yourself first. Mm. And it's it's kind of whether that's the male psyche that they're meant to be the vibe or the father figure that you know there's the solid solid when everything's falling apart they're meant to be the one who just kind of knows what to do and whatever and oh you know God. you know so it's, it's kind of an interesting one isn't it so for any of any men listening to this it's kind of it's a good feedback that trust me it's a pretty it's a pretty smart thing to do in fact it's more than pretty smart it's super smart thing to do yeah All the time. not just in the in a crisis situation yeah in situation. And can I add a little bit about that? Because I think that's so important when you talk about the men aspect, like, you know, during COVID-19, I've been able to see my husband like sitting at the desk working where before I was out working and like, I'm a powerhouse. So, and I know Carol, uh, girl, I know she, she taught me even more, but like Grant is real chill, go with the flow. And I never see his strengths because I'm never with him. Right. Because when we're, we're in the house, I am the powerhouse. Right. I just take over. You never see him in his domain of work. Exactly. Like yeah. his private world. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. with being home and seeing him working, right? And I'm sure it's just like you right now because you're killing this. This is like your thing. <laughs> and I love seeing you on the camera. Peter, I swear you should be like the top journalist of the world, like just interviewing people. You're so awesome. Um, but I just feel like seeing Grant here working, I'm seeing this professional side of my husband that I never got to saw because I wasn't in his physical workplace. Yeah. And I'm like... Oh my gosh, like I love this guy. He's so amazing. This is so I love this part of him, you know, even yeah. more. And so it's been able to strengthen our relationships in different ways. And I really feel with the masculine and the feminine touches mm-hmm. that during COVID-19, I have softened way more than I have ever been in my life. I have been baking. I have been like, you know, wearing cute. Can I just say you, your baking's brilliant? It's so good. I know. I, 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 I'm thinking, wow. I think I'm going to quit coaching and just make banana Grant, bread. Grant cooking. Grant does the cooking. <laughs> I've been totally doing it. And it's just like. Me and Mary you know, Berry just turns up in the kitchen, a younger version. Mary Berry who? Mary and Berry? What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know, just kind of that uh, appreciating those different things that we're taking time to be able to do. And I think, you know, if it wasn't for lockdown, like I would not be making banana bread. I would not be like seeing Grant. So there's so much beauty in this chaos that I just really, you know, admire at the time. But don't you think also that's another interesting one is I'll come, I'll come back to that. Cool. About you the kitchen Because I want I to touch on another one, Mary, in which you've mentioned a couple of times. Because I think in this whole process, I think self-leadership. Mm has really come to the fore. Because the reason I mention it is none of these things are intentional. No right. one's written down a plan. Yeah. We must do this, this, and this. We must be self-leaders. <laughs> so, so what's your take on that? That, that people, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so self-leadership is my favorite word besides vulnerability. So this is like the great thing to speak about. <laughs> um, you know, so let me give you an example. So I pick up my phone and I'm like, hey, what's going on? And you're like, oh man, like, you know, this sucks. I can't do anything. And, you know, or hey, I call and you're like, yeah, man, I know I'm stuck in the house, but like I've, I've planted some seeds outside and, you know, I've read a book and I've really used this time. So mm-hmm. with the take on self-leadership during COVID-19, it's about how do we use COVID-19 
rather than letting COVID-19 use us, yeah. right? Yeah. So I, yeah, I've seen, um, I've seen uh, kind of like this approach of people um, sharing negative, negative experiences, yeah, yeah. right? And then positive experiences. And I'm just like energy magnet to the positive experiences and highlighting them. Like if negative things come my way or like I see them, like I really just dismiss it or like, mm -hmm. you know, I kind of see you from one eye, like I'm here, but I'm not acknowledging it. I'm not lifting it up. I'm not like it's adding class that you're here, but you don't listen. Exactly. Because if you don't listen, you don't absorb it. Yeah. Just thought that. Thank you. That's Thank you for that. <laughs> that would be good in the share and grow thing too. Because if you can't the seed, but you got it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So much, so much. So yeah, I think the self-leadership is a crucial thing to learn right now and also intentionally teach. So, you know, any posts I'm putting up right now, if I'm kind of highlighting like the power of self-leadership and um just giving people permission, as you said, like permission to explore the power of choice. Yeah. And I think in self-leadership, it's all about the power of choice. You know, it's the power of those positive emotions um, versus the negative emotions. Or should I even say, yeah, it, yeah, emotions, fear. We'll take, we'll, take, we'll take COVID full stop. We're living in an external environment, which is, yeah. is in theory full of threat. Yeah. And as we discussed at the beginning, curiously, what we seem to have done as groups and individuals is go towards that word love, and all its derivations of love. So, so therefore, it would kind of make sense that when you're starting to make different choices, which are coming from a place of love rather than a place of fear, that that's that to me in my sort of way of thinking, that you're on the path of self-leadership. Because oh, you're yeah. then making choice that nourish you rather than choices that deplete you, which is exactly the point you made, isn't it? Negative oh stuff God. you can feel, so that's not coming in. Kitchen, off it goes, bounces off. Oh yeah. Well, it even, when you're away, you're like, okay, I'm sunbathing. I'm sunbathing in love. I'll have some of that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And the beautiful thing is that like, and this is so our language, but like the power of, um, you know, the emerging future, like what do we want this to feel like and look like? And, and we can always look back on our timelines and go, Hey, do you remember that first 10 weeks of lockdown? We really got to know our neighbors. Oh my gosh. We planted 25 plants. <gasps> yeah. We went shopping and we maybe dropped off a little parcel here, but we budgeted our money because we don't know what's going to happen. And it's yeah. just kind of like, you know, it's, it's a time of just the co-creation of yourself your little family unit, but also the community that you're around. Do you think the people are. now are beginning to actually feel what community should feel like? Are they getting yeah. a feeling of the community rather than talking about it? Yeah. And it's funny to see because, because I've been so involved in the community, Yeah, I'm like, hold on, this stuff has been here for a long time, guys. But a lot of people haven't seen the power that it's been that like third sector organizations, for example, have been delivering these awesome services. And then you've got like a lot of this and this is not putting down like business people at all. But like in my community, I see a lot of business people mm. totally leading from love right now. And it is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. Do you think they even know they're doing that? I think they might feel something different. Yeah, but, but I'm sure they didn't sit down and think, I must, I must lead oh. you love now. You know what I'm saying? No, no, yeah, it, it's they, that they organic. revise their strategy at home and think, okay, on their flip chart, okay, I'm doing no, this No, yeah, yeah. Some of them, I mean, I'm sure Carol would have been like, let's get a flip chart out. But, <laughs> you know, but it could be something about, yeah, this organic process of sharing and growing together has totally evolved 
organically you know i think my take on this mario i think what happens with people they they get emotionally engaged with it and everything in life if you look at it so much happens in life but you you only get emotionally engaged in certain things Mm. i think and i think the community is a good example but i think i think generally i think people are finding being more involved with their neighbors with other families and saying hello to people they wouldn't normally talk to it makes them feel good. Yeah. Which also which then brings you on one of one of our another of our topics we love to talk about, which is compassion and self-compassion. Mm. Especially the latter one being self-compassion. Because that, that as we know, our brain doesn't instinctively give us self-compassion. Yeah. Yeah. And and yeah. the phrase that kind of I love when you say these words because I I like instantly just like I try to feel Mm. you know compassion towards others and also compassion to myself and one of my favorite phrases of all times as well as like you know be gentle mm-hmm. and I think that's come up a lot when I hear like you know my mom is so awesome and she's been like super isolated and sure. it gets quite negative so like depressing sometimes feeling like when you're hearing and then I got, I, I like literally, I have to say to myself, like, imagine if you were going through that, you know, mm-hmm. and that compassion allows a whole new form of like relationship of communication yeah. of awareness. Um, but also, you know, again, that's a really small scale when you look at like people again, well, maybe facing- not, Mary, I, don't think, I think the thing is about that is you're actually literally, you are paying attention. Mm. you said about awareness and that's one of the words we know a lot about but i think i think a lot of people are living this now without knowing anything about the, the jargon of how you know what we will describe it as i think because they physically can't go into a lot of places they may be having conversations that are similar to how they used to be but they're actually listening they don't know they are but they're actually listening to the other person and the other person begins to they can kind of tell they're listening and then similarly they both realize, oh, they're both listening to each other. And as we both know, that is a huge sea change. I mean, I mean, that, we'll come back to compassion, but that's the kind of move from just so focused on me and my needs and duh, 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 how I feel about this. It's that we, isn't it? Oh. Certainly, you're both invested in how the other feels. Yeah. Yeah. And if you think about it, that's kind of what families are. Isn't that kind of what communities are? Because ultimately, it's just a bigger version of family, isn't it? So we're actually invested in the people in that community, well, that's it. You're off. You're off and off and off and running. Yeah, yeah. And you see it. You even see it physically, like with, you know, I can usually like our house is kind of flowing, and yeah. to be able to see the children sitting down. Um, the other day, for example, my oldest daughter Reese was, you know, she came downstairs. And I know she had a lot of schoolwork to do, mm. and they're really self-led when it comes to their education, but. I had to go on a call and her brother needed some help with work. And I just, he was like that, you know, with his hand (laughs) on his head and um, he's kind of like looking at me like, mom, I need your help. And I'm like, Oh, I'm sorry. I have to go on a call. I'll get you. I'll get you in 30 minutes. And I saw Reese walk over and just kind of sit with him, but also like, you know, turn her shoulders, like kind of towards him and, so I could physically, even without being in the room, I could look over and I saw 
what it looked like for her to kind of be more compassionate to understand what he was going through. And I saw the love like radiate out of Calvin looking at her thinking, thank you for taking time right now to help me with what's going on in my life. Well, it's that phrase, I see you, isn't it? Mm. Cause I think that's an interesting one. Cause obviously because Reese is a teenager, I'm, you know, I'm not laboring in that, that big pot of being a teenager, but that's a really interesting, you know, thing for any, anyone to, to do, isn't it? To sense someone else. Because yeah. so often we can get stuck in our head if we've got this to do, that to do, you're dashing around your head, you don't need to, you don't mean to. You're just not paying attention, are you? You might yeah. notice your brother, but you're not really looking at him or feeling him, you just walk straight through. Yeah. Yeah. And how often do we I'm, you know, how often do we all do that in life? You know, it can happen. Oh yeah. But as oh, long yeah. as you know it can happen, that's 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 a step, isn't it? Oh yeah. I, I see intensive increase in emotional intelligence happening all over the world. Um, I can see just, yeah, so many shifts and it's so nice to actually even be right here in this space with you and to acknowledge that this is all going on, you know, yeah. because it, it can, it can always slow down more and more and more. But on the point, Mary, that we both kind of know what's interesting about that, that phrase, emotional intelligence, I think is what we, if people don't know the phrase, it's essentially what we're talking about is where you can sense things that are going on rather than intellectual. You can feel situations. It's, it's different through different emotions, your emotional side, your body is listening to life in its broadest sense. But isn't it interesting how what we're discussing tonight, it's totally natural for everybody to go into this world. Oh yeah. They haven't got to go on a course. They haven't got to do a 10 week course, get qualifications, sit exams. This is who we are, isn't it? At the end of the day, you think about us as a species, humans, we're, 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 we're social animals. One of the reasons we are the most dominant species is because we socialize from, 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 you know, from a very early part of our evolution. And I, I couldn't know, there's another question that I was to chat to you about, is, isn't it interesting how in the lockdown, certain activities have gone center stage, singing, exercise, movement, all the things that often at school, they don't prioritize anymore, the arts, as they like to call them. Oh, they, don't, no. they don't get the funding anymore. But suddenly when we're in lockdown, for our general well-being, these are absolutely essential. Yeah. And it's like, wow, that's another interesting one to take away, isn't it? Oh, yeah. I mean, I have been an educator for years and, um, you know, the school of life <laughs> is just a school that, you know, we all play and we all go to without a choice. Um, the curriculum, the education, you know, it's a beautiful thing. However, it, you know, I know it's a fine line. I know God, people might be like educators or whatever, but like, I just, I feel that, you know, during this past 10 weeks, my kids have, I mean, gosh, they could tell you everything about like World War II or like, you know, their fast masks and stuff like that. My kids have cut the grass. My kids have baked. They have washed dishes. They have made their bed. They will be able to move on in life in a productive manner, I think, because of little things that we are taking time to work on, folding laundry, putting it away, your basic life skills that, you know, are so important. I, I'm having my 14-year-old help me with like, you know, some, some sales things right now and, and how to do social media. And cause it makes her excited. It lights her up. It gets this little spark in her brain. Um, I, I see like, I just see all three of them doing different things 
and I encourage it because it gets them excited. I see them movement. I, I see their movement, you know, and as soon as they sit down at that table to do schoolwork, this different person comes because they have to, right? Oh, and when okay. you have to, what happens in your body, if you're looking kind of from a self-leadership point of view, is you kind of start to move down the ladder if you feel like you have to, as mm -hmm. in, you know, more on because you're not choosing to. And it just feels like your permission has been taken from you. And that's something that just does not bring you that much joy compared to what, what you choose to do. So I think that, you know, letting your kids kind of lead during this time as well, or sorry, whoever's in your house, mm. again, that's a different avenue to look at, like, what are the strengths of people? And that's a whole strength based asset approach, you know, like, Hey man, yeah. like, you know, yes, we have a leader, but like maybe today, like, you know, let's look at, let's look at Maya who does the best TikToks because we're going to do a family TikTok. So today you're leading, you know, tomorrow Grant, you're leading doing, you know, mm -hmm. the whatever. And so it's all opportunity for everyone to lead uh, on their, on their strength. And, you know, just so there's not this one person kind of like overseeing everything. I think what you were saying there, and it's interesting, a couple of points came into my head then. I think you were describing in my head, a switch from what I call that life energy, very present moment, a very mm -hmm. emotional, intelligent way of living, to when they sat down with their school hat on, yeah. the ego kicks in. It's straight into that ego. There's, it's like an almost like a shift, there's like a tangible shift in that, and you can almost physically see it, but they physically move. And suddenly, rather than being open, above the childlike self, I can do anything, I can be a self leader, I'm tremendous. It's all that fear, that limitation. Oh, oh my gosh. There's something we can talk about tonight. I mean, that's another whole thing. High five, man. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. And the limitation aspect is so relevant. Like, it's so freaking relevant. I see it with Calvin, who's into math. He loves math. And as soon as I ask him, hey, you have a paper to write on, mm. you know, some English paper, man, his little head goes down and... I'm like, just write whatever kind of paper you want to write. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's about, so it's trying to like, and he's like, no, I have to do it this way. I'm like, no, you don't, not in this house. <laughs> you know what I mean? So trying yeah, to yeah. help them balance that, you know, the have tos versus like getting creative, you know, creativity is, it just wins all the time. And unfortunately when they have their, their schoolwork that they're supposed to do, sometimes that creativity is so limited and their power starts to deflate, deflate, and deflate. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's just something we've experienced. I think that's it's too long a topic to get into because we know there's a lot of stuff. We oh, yeah. Need a, a separate talk on this, you know. Yeah. Because that's one of the most famous talks in on, on the TED Talks, isn't it? Ken Robinson. Ken Robinson, yeah. How schooling killed creativity or words to that effect, doesn't it? Yeah. It's the most watched video ever for a reason. Let's just say that. I'll leave it there, yeah. shall we? Yes. So uh, but I think the other thing that struck me there was, was that the phrase we both use in our world called the authentic self. Mm. And I think, again, using Calvin as an example, it's interesting how, and I think it would have been true in any, any person, any child's life, when a child lights up, when they, you, know, you can see as a mother straight away, when they light up on something and that, 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 that it wakes up something in them, doesn't it? It's such an interesting one to observe, isn't it? You know, we've all we've always had it as children. You can always tell when a child wants to do X, Y, or Z because they just their whole body lights up and their whole energy changes, and they just it's almost like a light literally goes on, isn't it? It's so weird to observe, and you just described it coming on and going off. 
then coming on again. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so it's like a pretty bad Wi-Fi network, really. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's a good way. That's a great way to explain it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I think it's again, I'm not one we can really resolve. So I think that's maybe the, the part of our sort of challenge, isn't it, to help ourselves and people? Is that how can we live as our authentic self all the time? Because we're all yeah. We should, yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, so I think um, there are a few things that come up for me, kind of even when you say your authentic self in the sense of, um, one, who are we anyway, right? And this is such a process of like learning, like every day I'm like, oh gosh, who am I today, you know? And mm. I think when we, doing a lot of work as coaches, like we really dive into like our core values all the time. Like, you know, what are yeah. our values? Like, who are we? What, what's important to us? And I think ingrained from an early age, we do have like core values that are, um, you know, that stick to us. And mm -hmm. however, giving ourselves permission for those to change as well is something so important. Our authentic self is it's so hard to put into words kind of like what I'm feeling, but doing what feels right. Right. Mm -hmm. And saying what feels right and kind of questioning every single thing that you have a question about yeah. is helping you to kind of even, even understand who you are more as a person. Um, and I think that is something that evolves, evolves over time and over time. And, but just really honoring like what you feel, I think is key to, the authentic self. Yeah, so I, you, you kind of know my take on this because that's where my journey's led me. I think, certainly in my case, and people I've spent time with, I think when you have a bigger sense of yourself, Marion, I think it's that yeah. whole thing, isn't it? When, you, when you're just the me. Yeah. Okay, that's all. Yeah, then you catch up. Sorry about that. I'm just plugging my laptop in, you know. <laughs> Before it runs out of juice, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. You said it, Floyd. No, but I think, I think the, the whole, I think you moved, we touched on it earlier, didn't we, about the whole sense of me, isn't it? I think you've noticed around your family, the community link, that emotional mm -hmm. engagement. What we're going through in this process now is, and people are perhaps beginning to notice, even though they're not in this kind of world that we're in, that they're actually, they feel more alive. Yeah. They feel happier when they're doing something which isn't about them. Yeah. No, they want to be part of it, don't get me wrong. And then curiously enough, they almost then present their best self. And that's an interesting side. Oh, look, you know, it just, oh, oh, it just pops out, does it? Yeah. But when it's for yourself, it's like, oh, I don't know about that. Oh, yeah. You see what I'm saying? It's, it's kind of like, you know, that's my, my little wee thing, isn't it? So, the, you know, that's, that's my take on where we are in this. So what's your sense of that? that I'm 100% with you. And I think the whole, you know, and I love that, you know, ever since like I've met you, you're always like, you know, the we over me thing is so crucial. And like my language on that would have been ego versus service um, from a self-leadership point of view, like to understand that. Right. However, working with a collective, like working with, you know, mm. the organization I used to work with was called Weevolution. Yeah, yeah. And that was all about, you know, the collective power. Yeah. Um, and I love that aspect. However, I always was just like, man, like, you know, you can't show up for the we unless you're hitting the we and unless you're hitting the me to a place of like empowering your authentic self. So I, I have seen 
people wanting to serve on such a deep level because it feels good. You know, I'm, I'm part yeah. of this big thing. I'm, I'm like involved in this and even looking at the Isle of Man, you know, with your awesome marathon runner, I yeah, was just yeah, like, yeah. man, like, I want to be part of that. You know, that's a beautiful mm. thing. And, and mm. people are feeling together and, um, you know, all of us in life, we want to feel accepted. We want to feel like we're part of something. We want to feel like we're part of a tribe, a community. And it's so much, it's so much more powerful than like, you know, our little pinky, for example, versus, yeah. and I know that's like an analogy, like so many people use about the team aspect, but I just love the whole, like, you take care of yourself the best you can so you can take that power and, and showing up as part of the whole. I've got a sense, man, what you just said there. I think that me and the we, you could, you could phrase it another way. Maybe that's where self-compassion meets compassion. Because mm. you've just mentioned that people, when they're helping in a community setting or a group setting, it makes them feel good. Security, they're getting that feeding. They're like, yeah, I'm allowed to feel good doing this. But everyone else will see their actions as compassion. Yeah. So you're actually being compassionate and self-compassionate. Oh, I love Thank that. Thank you. Thank you. So I, I think love that, that. Yeah, that's another way of that's, that's, that's what I thanks for that. That's what I try and mean by it. it's not that the me is unimportant. It's quite the opposite. The me is huge yeah. in yeah. a we setting, but maybe that's how we going back to your phrases. That's how we become self empowered leaders, mm. and that's how we strengthen that. Because I think maybe because right back to where we started today, that whole aspect of self love. Yeah. And if, and if without us knowing it, we get into this habit of by doing that service or whatever word you want to use, you're feeding that like you're tapping in, you're you know, plugging yourself in there. You're constantly filling up your self-compassion. The more you've got, the more you can give. And, and again, that goes back to our whole reservoir, isn't it? And it's, it's the best self-you. It's the growth. It's kind of, thank you. It's, it's kind of like just doing that one thing is like pushing that first domino. Yeah, that ripple so effect. Words, you talk about it down there, but you don't do the first one, you will never get number five. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's powerful. It's powerful. And you see it. I mean, I see it so much in my own community. Just, I see people, and I love how you highlighted like those basic things that we're allowed to do, like the movement, the going out and exercising, yeah, yeah. the, you know, and like, I, I can remember even like wanting to connect with my neighbor next door who I'd never met before. And like, I remember seeing him going out to put his trash out. I was like running outside to be like, Hey, how are you doing? Cause I had not spoke to anybody at all. You know, he's like, Whoa. Um, <laughs> like, two meters. Two meters. Than that. Yeah. 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 I was like, pretend hugging him. He's never met me in his life. But, um, you know, I think that it's, yeah. Self-compassion meets compassion. I think is a beautiful, a beautiful thing. And I think what comes up for me as well, when you're talking about that is like judgment. Yeah. And I think it's like, you know, judgment as in one, you have your self-judgment, like, you know, oh, should I connect or should I try to help or, you know, who do I think I am? Whatever the self-judgment is, but also the judgment of like, as leaders, especially like, you know, not, not judging people for what they're doing, but like maybe even trying to step into their shoes and giving the best advice and not criticizing what they have done or whatever that is, but yeah, just leading with a little bit more empathy and compassion. So I think what's interesting about this, Mary, I think it links together all the different words we talk about. 
Because if you have that self-compassion, compassion loop going on, yeah. you are then self-empowering yourself. Oh, yeah. And self-empowerment is self-leadership. And, and off we go. And, and, it, and, and, and yet, we kind of haven't done much. Yeah. We almost haven't done anything at all, really. We've done one thing and everything else clicks in. It's like, wow, I've got 10 things free. <laughs> like, yeah. Wow. And, and what we have done is that we have led with love. Yeah, exactly. You're right about it. So, to what's the core of this? Love. Ah. Oh, mm. And and that's that, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you know, yeah. and it's kind of it's, it's it's strange. It's one of the most. You won't do it tonight. Often when I meet people, the first time, I often say, what, what, "What do you make by the word love? What do you understand by the word love?" And that is a really tough question for our mind. Yeah. And someone's in that ego headspace. It's, they they kind of know the word, but don't actually know how to talk about it. Because mm. unless as you know, feeling it. And maybe what we've been talking about the last hour is to explain that whole feeling aspect. Mm. Is, that yeah. whole, is, the whole, is the whole aspect of how it is to... Uh, is Carol to giving you a hard time right now? <laughs> I think it means two minutes under V. So each of it, no, it's okay. No, so it's kind of... I think that's what we've been dancing around or dancing through. That's been our dance tonight, doesn't it? It's, it's basically oh, yeah. it's, it's that world of love. Because most people don't don't live their lives from that place not not because not out of you know malice or any of the reason they haven't done it it's it's often quite a surprise what it feels like mm. I'd, I'd like to think that this whole you know human experiment in the world at the moment this will be one of the lasting benefits i love that yeah yeah and i think even for my little last words is about you know the word love is so overused you know we've been using it like so much but if anyone even listening like i just want to invite you to think about what does it feel to be loved and then what would it look like in your life if you could give that feeling to a complete stranger you've never even met or even more importantly like the people that are right in in your proximity of your home like even increase that by five percent you know, and just explore what that actually looks like and feels like to give love and to feel love. Yeah. So, I think for my, my final word, Marion, is if you live as love, there's nothing else you can give to people. Yeah. Everybody you meet, everything you meet, that's all they're getting. Yeah. And every person can feel it. Their body is tuned for love. Because we are. That's what we are. I love you, man. I love you, man. There we are. We, we know we love each other. I know. Well, I think there we are. It's clicking around at 6.30. Marion, yeah. fantastic. Graham, thank you for the hour. It's been great fun. Thank you. Marion. Uh, yes, I was, I was busy listening in and I was thinking, yes, 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 yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for doing today. Uh, as you all know, we're having, I'm having a week off, so no oh, Queen TV man. next week. But we'll be back in a week's time. Awesome. Thank you so much, Graham. It was so nice meeting you. Yeah, nice to meet you as well, Marion. Okay, thanks, guys. Take care. Bye, Peter. See ya. Bye. Want to learn how to enjoy life on your terms? Subscribe to What Makes a Maverick podcast or follow me, Carol Glover Coaching, on LinkedIn, Insta, and Facebook. And until next time, keep learning, keep living, and keep smiling.